Hello and welcome to the Light from Light podcast. My name is Brother Thomas Therese. I'm a Dominican friar and a son of the English province. And of course, I'm joined as always. I say as always, that's not true. <laughs> Sorry. I'm joined by... Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so I just realized that actually we've come back after having a long break. I mean, obviously we had the episode last week together and stuff. Just, um, just getting into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Excellent. you have your reflections on your own. You have guests on your own. So not, not as always. Yeah, when are you but... getting your guests, Dan? When are you bringing your guests on? Uh, your guests no, to talk to don't me. I don't know many people. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so we're in the month of October. Uh, last week, I was, uh, or, or Sunday just gone, I was at the Rosary Shrine with Father Lawrence Liu, who has a fantastic new book out on the Rosary called Mysteries Made Visible. Uh, available from uh, Catholic True Society or Ignatius Press. And yeah, that was, Cardinal Nichols came to the shrine and it's a Dominican tradition um, to have roses blessed uh, and distributed to the people, taken to the sick. And there's a special prayer which is, which is prayed over them. And that's also because October is the month of the Most Holy Rosary, which of course Dominicans have a very strong devotion to. Um, and of course, we promote the, I mean, all Christians to some extent um, will we'll promote what is contained in the rosary because the rosary is an exposition of the gospel message and a meditation on the life of Christ. And what Christian does not want to encourage people to meditate on the life of Christ? So, yeah, I mean, Catholics, generally speaking, will uh, propagate the rosary or spread devotion to uh, to our Lord and uh, through the Blessed Mother in the rosary. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be the subject of our episode today. And of course, on Thursday, so Thursday the 7th of October is also the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. But am I right in saying it's sometimes transferred to Sunday? Yeah, so there's also something called Rosary Sunday. And this is when there's a particular plug from uh, pastors within the church, people who have cares for souls, to encourage people to meditate upon the mysteries of Christ. Uh, using the devotion of the Holy Rosary. And that happens on, on Rosary Sunday. Of course, the, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary is also sometimes called Our Lady of Victories because of the uh, great battle. Yeah, for the, for the longest time it was called that, wasn't it? I think it was re first referred to as Our Lady of Victory. And then it was it was changed, wasn't it? The name yeah. was changed to Our Lady of the Rosary. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this, of course, comes about because Pope St. Pius V, my brother, encouraged people to pray for the success of the defense of, of, of Europe. And despite overwhelming odds of three ships to one, the Christian armies of Europe were victorious over the Ottoman armies, which were uh, seeking to, to invade Europe. Having actually, should I, dare I say, already taken the once Christian city of Constantinople, which is now Istanbul in Turkey. Um, and of course, Eastern Orthodox Christians, uh, Christians generally actually in in uh, in Istanbul uh, are not treated very well. Um, actually, they're, they're persecuted to some extent. So obviously that battle occurred in the 16th century. And then at a later date, it was Clement the 11th who extended the feast to the Universal Church. So it must have been a feast recognized yeah. locally. And then Pope Clement the 11th extended the feast to a worldwide devotion. But of course, the the rosary is something which has a longer history than that 16th mm -hmm. century victory of, of Europe over, over that Turkish invasion. And 
and I suppose a long history back to someone who's very important for you. So Yay. Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> Got to mention your older brother. So when you refer to, this is, this is a bit of a side, um, a, a side point, but when you refer to your brother and then you mention like Pius V, so he was a Dominican, is that is that right? Is that why you refer to him as a brother? Yes, yeah. So Pope St. Pius V was a Dominican, yeah. And so obviously he's St. Dominic. So, Dom- so Dominic is also brother, but you also refer to him as a father. Yes, a holy father, St. Dominic. Be- because he founded the order, yeah. Okay, so he's because he's the father of the order, founder of the order. Okay, all right. So just so we, we, we got that cleared up. <laughs> so... A long history then. So the rosary has a long history back to the time of St. Dominic, which would be when? Well, there is actually, I mean, there is some evidence to suggest actually that there is something at least akin to the rosary, which actually might predate Dominic to some extent. And certainly praying sort of uh, a set of prayers and using beads and physical objects to to pray is something which which predates Dominic. But uh, yeah, by tradition, we would say that our Lady appeared to St. Dominic uh, and gave him the rosary in the form more or less, more or less that we know now. Um, some scholars sort of quibble and disagree with that. I know Father Lawrence Liu, who's written this new book, sort of doesn't see why why people are so, so sceptical of it. Yeah, tra- tradition is that Our Lady appeared to St. Dominic and gave him the, the Holy Rosary um, as a devotion to to pray and through that rosary there would be many graces uh bestowed by our lord through our lady um on the world um one of the things i think to remember is that you know those words of mary magnificat anima mea dominum my soul glorifies in the lord and that really is a very important part of 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 the rosary you're remembering the lord's promises you're remembering the events of the lord's life those saving events of the lord's life and meditating upon them basically and of course the history of praying with beads goes all the way back to the early church so that history of praying with beads and counting with prayers uh, can be i think traced back to the desert fathers i think that's something that father lawrence Liu um has has written about or has certainly said in some talks so i, I think also a, a very good point is that the that religious would gather together to pray the psalms and this i think you 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 referred to the rosary by something the other day as the people's psalter or something so the people's psalms it, it that way of counting prayers so the rosary would be something which the the faithful were able to do absolutely you know they they wouldn't be able to sort of uh, meet together as, uh, in the way that we do as uh, religious who have time specifically set aside to pray the Psalms. Of course, the Second Vatican Council does encourage uh, us to help the laity to pray the Psalms. This is why here at, here at uh, our priory in Oxford, uh, we have the uh, Lords and Vespers are public, uh, midday office as well before the pandemic was, was also public. Um, and this is to allow and encourage the faithful to come and pray with us when they can, uh, pray pray the Psalms, the office of the church. Um, but the rosary was very much seen as the people's psalter or the, or the people's way of, I mean, they don't, they don't pray the Psalms on the, on the beads, but uh, they do pray scripture 
on the beads, right? So the Our Father is obviously from Scripture. The Hail Mary, the first part comes from what the uh, angel says to what the angel says to Our Lady, uh, the angel Gabriel, and the second part of that first bit is what Elizabeth says to Our Lady, and then the final part of that is an invocation asking for her prayers. There's also the Glory Be, which is a Trinitarian a Trinitarian prayer you know, that reminds us that we're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and reminds us that we're being drawn into the inner life of God, that life of love. Um, also, at the very beginning, uh, you might begin your, your rosary by praying the creed. Uh, you know, I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You might begin by praying the creed, and every part of the creed is finds its roots somewhere in scripture. I found a fantastic picture the other day, which I absolutely loved. I wish I could share it with you all. It, it just broke down every line of the creed and then had scriptural references next to it that showed you where you could find this basis in scripture. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. But let nobody tell you that the rosary is unscriptural uh, because, because it's it's just not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it's, it's, it's rooted in scripture. And I suppose the, the whole point of of it uh, given to saint dominic and the dominicans is to actually go out teach preach and use the rosary as a as a way of helping us to delve into the life of jesus and to be brought into that um just to say so the name the rosary means a chain of roses mm -hmm. and and the roses are supposed to be prayers which i thought was an interesting factoid there you remember many episodes ago i remember you mentioning something like the the exodus and the regitus oh yes yeah coming th from god and going to god yeah yeah and i i think the the rosary is a bit like that with the mysteries so the rosary has four mysteries um and obviously the, the luminous mysteries are something which emerged recently but those those four um types of mysteries yeah the the joyful mysteries the glorious mysteries sorrowful and then the luminous but i think in in those four what we see is that sort of uh, exodus and regitus and uh, that going out from the life of god and returning to the life of of god so you have for example the joyful mysteries god becoming human in order to save us the yes. sorrowful mysteries so god redeems all that is sinful by by his flesh mm -hmm. And then the glorious is the effect of that salvation on us. So the, the raising of humanity mm -hmm. up into the life of God. And, and the, then luminous, the luminous is sort of like the, yeah, the, the public life of the Lord. Of, of Jesus. Yeah. And the revelation of who Christ is. Exactly. Yeah. So it, I think that that's very true. So when we're praying the, the rosary and we're reflecting on the mysteries, it's drawing us into these periods of, of the life of Christ through through mary you know through her in, intercession through things that you know she would have witnessed as well in in her life some some of these things i completely agree and of course devotion to the blessed mother goes right the way back to the to the early church i think one of the earliest prayers that we have in latin we call it subtuum presidium um but i think the greek is is much older than the than the latin um, version i suppose it translates to beneath your protection i suppose is probably the a close translation but that i mean the earliest papyrus we have for that for that prayer is i think around the third century um which probably means actually it could date from the second century or earlier the third century of course being the 200s 
the second century being the 100s so it's the very very early church at least within a generation or so of the apostles if not handed down by them themselves um very very early on and the translation would be beneath your protection or your compassion we fly for refuge o, o bearer of the lord are you translating that yeah but <laughs> maybe maybe i well i've got the greek text in front of me let me just find quickly a translation no i was thinking i was i was impressed was impressive you. So this is this is this is this is the translation of the Latin. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. That's similar to the memoria, isn't it? It from the memoria, yeah, and that's it. So this dates back to the eleventh century. Uh, that that I mean that particular Latin translation derived from the Greek dates from the 11th century more or less oh, i see okay the greek the greek version goes right the way back to at least i mean the the latest we can date it to is the third century maybe the fourth based on this papyrus depending on whether you think the papyrus is third century or fourth century but obviously if it's written down on the papyrus then by this stage it's already been established um and it's um yeah clearly earlier and of course it's not it's not out of sync with actually the the early church's devotion to mary so w one of the points that john henry newman makes and of course it's his feast day on saturday yes uh, so very <laughs> soon after the, the the feast of our lady of the rosary but anyway one of the points that he makes is that mary is referred to in the second century as the new eve and not just by one saint so by by quite a few saints, so Saint John Justin Martyr, Irenaeus, Tertullian, if I if I pronounce that right, Tertullian, Italian. yeah. And but the point is there, and this is John Henry Newman's point, is that they are witnesses across a wide geographical uh, spectrum. Yes, and they that this devotion to Mary or this recognition of who she is and who God has made her to be is. Is something that emerges naturally as a result of of the gospel, and yeah. as a result of defending some of the the claims against Jesus. So, if those titles, those devotions, help to bring us closer to Jesus, they don't just detract from Jesus in those early centuries. Yeah. Then later, this devotion of the Rosary is something that emerges naturally from this and and helps to draw us closer to Jesus. So it's not out of sync with the with the life of the church. Yeah, I, you know, and this is the thing. I mean, it's it, there are plenty of, of bishops, saints, and popes throughout the ages who have uh, commended, especially the Rosary as a devotion, uh, helpful uh, for people to grow in their prayer life and grow closer to the Lord. In recent years, of course, you have Pope Saint John the Twenty Third, who called the Second Vatican Council. You have Pope Saint Paul the Fifth, uh, John Paul the Second. Um, I, I, th I think Paul VI um, wrote an apostolic exhortation called Marialis Cultus, and in that he emphasizes, like the Second Vatican Council emphasizes, that the rosary has a, a character which is evangelical and about spreading the gospel, and at its heart, it's about Christ. It's a Christ-centered prayer. So if you want to read a little bit more about what the church has to say about the rosary, I'd maybe recommend beginning with John Paul, Saint, Pope St. Saint John Paul II's letter, um, Rosarium Virginis Mariae. If you type in 
uh, Rosary of the Virgin Mary, John Paul II on Google, then it should come up. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic document about the Rosary. And in there, you'll find references to lots of other texts where popes uh, have have said something and saints have said things about the Rosary. It's a beautiful reflection on the devotion. So are there any sort of tips that you would give for someone who wants to start praying the Rosary? <laughs> well, I suppose like last time, you know, just do it. Uh, as a Dominicans, of course, we have to pray a rosary every day. Um, that's you part of to. our, yes, that's part of our, of our constitutions. We are to pray a rosary every day. So what, so what does that refer to then? So if you say a rosary. The, the full rosary, of course, would be uh, all of the mysteries of the rosary. So that would be, oh gosh, <laughs> a lot of prayers. So, th so that word in theory, that would be all 15 all 20 or all 20 now yeah yeah so when we talk about say the joyful mysteries there are five under under that sort of heading there are five particular events in the life of, in the life of christ that we reflect on so it would probably be good for our listeners to actually explain what the mysteries are so there there are four mysteries and under each one there are five events which surround the, the life of jesus so for example, the joyful mysteries, they center around the birth of Jesus, those events of the birth of Jesus. So you have the, annunci the Annunciation, the Visitation, where Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. You have the birth of Jesus. Then you have the presentation of Jesus in the temple and then the finding of Jesus as a young boy in the temple. Um, should we run through all of them? So let's go with the Mysteries of Light. Uh, I can remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> the baptism, uh, the baptism of the Lord, uh, the kingdom, the proclamation of the kingdom of God, uh, the marriage at Cana, the Last Supper, and the Transfiguration. Although I've just, I know I've just completely fluffed up the order. <laughs> they they go in synchronous order. I suppose the point is in most uh, Catholic ch uh, churches or Catholic shops, you can find these, or you can even search them to find to find the order or to find the the names and maybe a, re a reflection on them. So the sorrowful mysteries, you have the agony in the garden of Gethsemane, you have the scourging at the pillar, the crowning with thorns, um, when the next one is Jesus carrying the cross and then Jesus' death on the cross and the crucifixion. And then the glorious mysteries, the resurrection, the ascension into heaven, the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the coronation of Our Lady and the Saints. Yeah, so they're obviously all of them can be found, just to reiterate, all of them can be found online. So you just search how to start praying the rosary and, and they will come up. So it's, it's very easy to start beginning to pray. But I think one of the things that your, your brother refers to in tips to start praying the rosary is... This is this is Lawrence Liu, by the way, Father Lawrence yes, Liu. Yes, that's right. But one of the things he says is is to start using your imagination, um, and and I think actually that's it's that's a very good point is to start using your senses. So, I normally pray the the rosary while walking, and Me too. I, I think that that helps to be able to see things as you're walking. So you're not you know you're not static. Um, you know, often. I, before you know, previously I'd pray the rosary and fall asleep. So <laughs> I think it's easier to to be yes. walking. You keep a pace then as well as as, you, as you're praying. Um, one of the things that Father Lawrence Liu recommends is using images or music in the background to 
to help you concentrate on particular parts of of the mysteries which i think can be incredibly helpful as well um how do you pray um <laughs> well uh, <laughs> that's a good question i pray the rosary usually when i'm out walking so i'll go for a walk around uh there's a meadow nearby and on the other side of the meadow there's a bit of a nature reserve but there's never really anybody in there so i usually pray out loud walking around there i much prefer praying the rosary out loud um but at the same time i don't want to distract anybody or be noisy or i don't want people to sort of think oh gosh oh look at him isn't he he trying to be really pious and you know so i tend to pray the rosary in private and i tend to pray it out loud and i tend to pray it whilst i'm walking around the nature reserve uh, that's not too far away from from where i live um, sometimes of course my, my day is so busy uh, that it means that I don't get to pray the rosary until I'm lying in bed at night. And, uh, you know, you get there, you, your head hits the pillow, you're exhausted. <laughs> and then you remember you haven't prayed your rosary throughout the day. Um, so then I'll pray it in bed. But um, And you've got some of the office to pray as well. <laughs> yeah. My nan, you know, I remember, I remember uh, my nan used to have loads of rosaries just sort of hanging on the, on the bedpost of her bed. And because she used to wake up in the middle of the night all the time. And that's when she used to pray the rosary. Um, oh, isn't that lovely? I remember my granddad telling me before before she died, you know, she'd he'd sort of wake up in the middle of the night and hear a sort of muttering. And um, oh, that's uh, yeah, but she was sort of she was sort of semi-conscious, I think. And she would sort of be praying the same part of the rosary again <laughs> because she'd be falling asleep and things. So, oh, that's so um, beautiful. That's really lovely. Yeah, I, I've got a um, I've I've got a rosary on the on the um, corner of corner of um, corner of my bed as well. The, some of the tips I would give, I would say, don't be afraid of having more than one rosary. So have a rosary next to your bed. Have a rosary if you have a desk in your room or something. Have a rosary there. Have a rosary uh, in each of your coat pockets. As a Dominican, I have I wear a rosary around my uh, on my waist because uh, it's part of our habit. I also have a rosary, as I say, in all of my coat pockets, so I'm never without one really. And it also means that if somebody, you know, sometimes will bump into a homeless, a homeless man or a homeless lady on the street, and um, they might ask, you know, have I got a prayer card or a rosary or something that I can give them. I also have one in my bed. I have one on my desk. Actually, I've got a couple on my desk at the moment. <laughs> I think, I think a, a good thing to remember as well is you don't have to pray all of it at once. Yes. So you, you can. You can pray a mystery at a time. And yeah. So, you know, you're running an errand or you're, yeah. you're waiting for something. It's very easy to just pray one decade. It takes just a few minutes. So I encourage people to do that. So that's it. Like we we don't, as Dominicans, even though we, we're supposed to pray a rosary every um, every every day, we pray five mysteries a day. We don't pray all 20 in the day. I mean, some people I'm sure do, but I think what we're required uh, to, to pray as Dominicans is is five five mysteries. So say on Monday, you might take the joyful mysteries or Tuesday or Friday or something. You might take the sorrowful mysteries. You might take the glorious mysteries on a Sunday because it's the Lord's Day, the resurrection. Uh, on Thursdays, you might do the luminous mysteries because... Uh, Thursday, of course, Monday, Thursday is when we celebrate the Last Supper. And the Last Supper is one of the mysteries of the Luminous Mysteries. So 
Friday, of course, Good Friday, the crucifixion. So you might pray the Sorrowful Mysteries on a Friday. Yeah, but you don't have to. You can just do one decade at a time. So I say, let's say, I don't know, the Annunciation. Uh, and then you might think about that part in Scripture where uh, St. Gabriel, the Archangel, announces to Mary that she will give birth and she will have a son um, who will be the saviour of the world. You might meditate on that for a little while. And then you'd say, one our Father, ten Hail Marys, and a glory be. Um, and then maybe you'll go on and you'll do something else in, in for the next hour or two. Yeah, so that's something that I often do with, with my day as well. So I would take say, the first two or three mysteries, pray them in the morning, um, when I'm going somewhere, when I'm walking somewhere. Um, and I try to... I try to reflect on it and also then apply it to my own life. So how does this actually, how can this penetrate into into my life? Um, that's something I, I try to, to do as well. And then take up the the rest of the decades later. Or if I, often when I'm waiting somewhere, I'll just pray a decade. It's a good idea if, you, if you're busy and you struggle to find time to pray, just doing a mystery here, a mystery there. I think that's a good way to, to spend your time, which otherwise might be spent with the sort of the endless scroll of doom on Facebook, you know. Um, it's a good way to spend your time. Yeah, but it's, I think it's, a, it's actually a nice way of just drawing... I mean, we spoke before about prayer as drawing the day back to to God, drawing it back to being focused on Him or, or up, up into the life of God. I think this is a, a, a way of praying a rosary to, to help with that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Absolutely. And I, I think this is one of the... I mean... I, I think meditating on the mystery of the rosaries, I think, is key. And I tend to meditate on them before then I go into before I go into the prayers. And this sometimes can elongate it. But there are many different ways that you can pray a rosary. Uh, that's the thing. Find a way that works for you. You know, find a way that works for you. If you find it easier to use the Our Father, the Hail Mary sort of time as a way of occupying your body in such a way that you can detach yourself enough to meditate on the on the mysteries maybe detach is the wrong word because really you're getting more involved in something rather than less involved you're becoming more involved in the mysteries of of jesus and imagining what it was like and you know thinking about why it's important and yeah how it how it relates to your life and things and what happened there and and things like that being conscious of of christ so there are many different ways of praying praying the rosary i mean there are times when I've incorporated parts of hymns into the rosary. I sang, so the, the rosary ends with a prayer called the Hail Holy Queen. The Dominicans have a particular tune to what in Latin is called the Salve Regina. And uh, so sometimes at the end of my rosary, if there's no one around, <laughs> I'll sing I'll sing the Salve Regina in the Dominican tone. You want to give us a rendition now? <laughs> You'd be so lucky. Um, <laughs> I think there's um, there are many different different ways of uh, praying the Rosary. Find a way that works well for you. Remember that this is your prayer life, and there there is legitimate room for a little bit of adaptation right a little bit of adaptation so for example singing the hail holy queen at the end spending time to meditate on the mysteries before going into the prayers or meditating on the mysteries as you're saying the prayers uh, some people like to say a rosary quite slowed down to meditate on on each word 
other people like to do it the irish rose the the irish way yeah very uh, swiftly so my granddad is is irish and he he will pray the rosary quite often actually in the day but the irish rosary is one type of way of praying it which is like five minutes ten minutes it is so quick um but you know it's it's better i think that that's better than not praying it (laughs) absolutely yeah i completely agree with that you know one of the brothers here once said to me when I said to him, you know, about praying the rosary and, you know, how how do you do it? And he's like, the thing is, you just do it. You know, you do it, you sit down, you do it and that's it. You, and, you know, there was no more to it than that. And it wasn't sort of he didn't do anything sort of uh, special in terms of meditating or because there are various books that you can get that have meditations on the various mysteries and include various prayers uh, uh, other prayers, you know, in the rosary. And he said, no, just sit down, say, you know, the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation uh, of our Lord, then go into the Our Father straight away. You know, I, I, so there are many different ways in which it can be done. If you were starting, right, so I've got a little bit of uh, advice here that comes from uh, a friend, Andrew. Um, uh, shout out to Andrew. <laughs> you know who you are. He'll love that. Um, he'll love, he'll that. love it. He has found it very useful using the mysteries on youtube by bishop robert barron so there is a video on the word on fire youtube page um, about what the rosary is and how to pray it and they have about 20 i think they're between 23 minutes and 25 minutes something like that Um, and that will include a short meditation on the rosary you you pray it together so the sort of an image of rosary beads will come up on the screen um uh there'll be words that come up on the screen as well so that way you can you can pray along and bishop Barron will will be speaking the uh speaking the reflections as well at the various times so maybe that's just a resource if you've never prayed the rosary before or if you want to get back into praying the rosary and don't know don't know where to begin maybe just go to bishop Barron and word on fire's um youtube page and look at the resources that they have on the rosary. Watch their video on, say, the joyful mysteries, and start there. Yeah, that's very good advice. I, I would also say one of the things you can do when you when you're praying the rosary is um, to to reflect on people in your life that may connect to that particular mystery. So, for example, the Annunciation is the announcement of the good news to to Mary, and I I try to think of who in my life needs to hear the you know that good news and bring them to to prayer during that time or the visitation when mary goes to visit elizabeth who needs the the urgency of charity in my life or you know who do i need to reach out to to just to touch base with and and see how they are that sort of that sort of thing yeah i i i do exactly the same thing i remember a brother once telling me that that he was worried about his family his family um they weren't so enthusiastic about him becoming a dominican friar and they were worried about his happiness um and so i remember praying a particular mystery for his family um and i prayed the joyful mysteries but in particular it was the the finding of the child jesus in the temple um so i prayed that they would too be able to see christ in the church because i think they had quite a negative view of the church um and so i prayed that they too would be able to find um, quite yeah jesus in in his church and recognize that 
this is why their son has given up all things joyfully because he's found Christ in his church and he he's following him in a albeit radical way um but yeah this is why so i suppose we should probably call it call it an end there i imagine it's probably i've probably gone on and on and on again um yeah thanks very much for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed it please make sure to like comment subscribe and share the podcast uh it helps us when you subscribe to be seen by more uh more people so it helps the podcast to grow and to spread and uh yeah keep calm pray the rosary (laughs) and uh thanks for joining us god bless Bye-bye.